everyone. Welcome to the Willing Equine podcast. I'm really excited to get started on this project. I'll be recording these on my way home or to the ranch where I work. And they'll probably be inspired by something that happened that day or recently. So I'm hoping that they're insightful and inspiring for everybody. I hope to keep them also under about 30 minutes so that they're kind of mini podcasts and that they're not too overwhelming and require too much time. But this will be a fantastic way for me to share my thoughts and the ideas I have to share with you guys without having to spend the time sitting down writing something out. Uh, with the captions and the blogs and everything like that. It's, I just have a limited amount of time to be able to do those. So this is another way that I can share information and multitask because I love multitasking. Um, so hopefully you enjoy this podcast series. Now I will be driving, like I said, so the audio may not be super clear. And I also drive with my daughter often. So she may add her little thoughts into the podcast segments. And I hope that doesn't bother anybody too much, not too annoyed by it. And you can still enjoy the podcast. But with all that being said, I look forward to sharing ideas with you guys and hearing back from you. So please feel free to send me feedback, especially if it's positive feedback. You know, I love positive reinforcement Um, and constructive criticism is always welcome as well. So, yeah, so let's get started. And I look forward to talking with you guys. So today I want to talk about a horse's purpose and what that means, what that looks like, and who decides that the horse has a purpose and what that purpose is. So when we think about it, horses are really born and designed to be a horse. Horses don't know that they have this amazing Olympic bloodlines or that they're bred to show in Western pleasure or that they're supposed to cut cows or that they're supposed to jump jumps. They don't know any of this when they're born. When they're born, they are just horses. They're horses that are concerned about getting milk from their mom and getting along with the herd and growing up being a horse. So really, a horse has no idea that they have a purpose or that they have a job to do or that there's something that we want of them. The people that put those expectations on the horse and that give them a purpose are people like you and me and breeders and trainers and really people in general. People in general are who decide what a horse's purpose is and what they're supposed to be doing in life. And we breed them for these purposes and we train them for these purposes and we expect these beha- we expect this of them. Now, of course, some horses are born, you know, a little bit more prone to doing this or that. You know, a horse can be bred to physically have an easier time cutting cows. Um, They can even be bred to have a, uh, a drive or an instinct, so to speak, to cut cows. And then there's horses that are bred and designed really, you know, with a confirmation that is suited to jumping. But again, these horses are still just horses. And we can say all we want that the horse has a job, that the horse is bred to do this, that the horses, we bred them, we spent all this money on them to perform these expectations we have of them, but they don't know that that is the expectation of them. That is up to us to train them. And it's completely on our shoulders to prepare the horse adequately for the job we expect of them. On the flip side of it is we can also, we are also have the power to change 
a horse's purpose, to change the expectations we have of a horse, to decide that just because they were bred to do Western pleasure doesn't mean they need to do Western pleasure. We are the ones that have these expectations of them, and we are also the ones that can change those expectations of them. And even further, we are the ones that can decide we have no expectations of the horse other than to be just a horse. If you think about it, it's really a little bit unfair to have expectations of an animal who has no way of understanding what those expectations are. When we talk to a child or to another adult, we can explain to them that our expectations of them are to get an A on a test. We cannot tell a horse that we expect them to win a ribbon. So they're a little they're at a disadvantage here and when we have these expectations of them, when we put these, this purpose on this animal that has no understanding of what it is that we want from them, we are limiting really the, well, I should say that we are doing a little bit of a disservice. We're doing a disservice to the relationship with the animal, with the horse. We are setting ourselves up for frustration and we are setting the animal up for failure. We're setting the horse up for failure because they don't know what the expectations are of them. They are just set out to be a horse and we're the ones that want something different of them, but we can't communicate to them that we want something different from them. And we feel that these horses owe us whatever it is that we've put into their breeding, their showing, their training, their, their feeding, whatever it is, all this work. When we go out to the barn, and we wrap our horse's legs when we soak their feet, when we send them off to the trainer for months at a time, and we spend all this money on them for an expectation, for them to fulfill a purpose. But the horse does not know what this purpose is. And we have this expectations of them to fulfill this purpose. We're setting up the relationship to be a very frustrating and um, potentially a failure of a relationship or just a bad relationship in general or an unhealthy one because we have unrealistic goals and expectations, like I've said 10,000 times already, and they have no idea what those are. Now, this isn't to say we can't train our horses or show them or try to achieve goals with them. I love to show. I love to train my horses. I mean, that's what I do. I train horses. But for a healthy relationship, for bringing the relationship to a balanced state where the horse has a fair, you know, it has been treated fairly for us to have fair expectations of them, for us not to be set up to be frustrated. We really need to go into it with no expectations for the horse to serve a singular purpose, which is to be a horse. And then for us to stay focused on the fact that most of us got into being around horses, being with horses, we spend all of this time and effort around them because we love horses. But do we love horses or do we love what horses give us? Or do we love what they can do for us? We need to stay focused on the fact that if it is truly horses that we love, if it's really truly a relationship with that horse that we are after, then we have to first allow the horse to do what it is meant to do, which is to be a horse. And we have to be okay with that. We have to say, 
This is my horse's primary purpose is to be a horse. And my primary goal with this horse is to have a relationship, a healthy, functional, low stress, positive relationship with my horse and everything else is extra. And if that means you go out to the pasture and you just sit and watch your horse and let your horse hang out around you and that's what's involved in a low stress, positive relationship with your horse, that should be enough. That should be enough. That's why we got into horses. I mean, if we think about what it was like when we were little kids when we were thinking we loved horses we wanted to be around horses it was enough just to go watch horses in the field to watch a movie about horses to groom a horse to pet a horse to feed it a carrot we can't lose sight of that we can't lose sight of that relationship that positive relationship that the deep down connection with that horse at a core level where the horse is still a horse and then we are just enjoying that time with the horse we can still ride our horses and train our horses and go to shows and groom them and enjoy the flip side of that relationship was the things with the things that we like to do as long as we're not sacrificing the horses um, mental state as long as we are not taxing them we're not using them I think really easy is because one side of the relationship is a silent side one side of the relationship doesn't speak it doesn't have a voice as we hear it they do have ways of communicating but often we misinterpret those ways of communicating and we don't understand them or we miss them altogether and so because they're really relatively silent compared to us, it's extremely easy for this side of the relationship, for the human side of the relationship, to take advantage of the silent side of the relationship. In order to make sure that we're not taking advantage of the horse, of the silent partner in the relationship, we have to really look again back at the beginning of this talk which was expectations and the purpose the the label that we put on our horse that we say horse you were born to do this or horse I expect this of you or horse you are supposed to achieve this or do this or do this for me we have to really look at those we have to really analyze them and say is this fair of us to expect from the horse and I will tell you that 99% of the time it's not <laughs> and anything above just the horse being a horse is not fair of us to just expect of them. Now we can achieve those goals through fair, patient, and positive training where the horse is allowed a choice in the training and is allowed a voice. So is allowed to communicate that they are not happy or that they don't want to do it today or that they're not feeling well or that they just don't enjoy it in general. So we have to go back and analyze those expectations we have of the horse, of that purpose. And we have to be careful when we decide to go out horse shopping or when we let this dark thought into our brain where we kind of start to realize that the horse doesn't enjoy the job that we bought them for is that are we letting that expectation and that purpose get in the way of our relationship with the horse does the horse actually have to fulfill that purpose just because you spent a lot of money on the horse does not mean the horse has to fulfill that expectation and we have to be very careful putting labels onto the horse and instead look at the horse like a horse each and every day when we walk out to the pasture our first and foremost thought should be this is a horse that I love being around and I want a relationship with this horse what is going to get us what 
what can I do to improve that relationship with that horse? And if we go out with that thought process at the forefront of our brain, when we are going to go even feed our horses or pick out their feet, or maybe we're going to go ride, or maybe we're going to go trail ride, or I don't know what it is. It doesn't matter what you're going to do. If you can keep that in the front of your brain, that first and foremost, this is a horse. And second, I would like a healthy, positive relationship with this horse, regardless of what their breeding says, regardless of what we've done in the past, regardless of the show record this horse has, regardless of this selfish purpose that we would like them to have. If we can do that, we can maintain the relationship first and then on top of that. So that would be like the foundation, a solid, safe, um, fair, positive foundation to build on. And on top of that, we can build behaviors and we can build actions that the horse can do and um, things that we can do together and continue to build on that relationship to fulfill the other part of what we would like, which is perhaps showing, perhaps trail riding, perhaps doing these other things that you would like to do with your horse. But the important part is just keeping that foundation there, that foundation that the horse is first and foremost, their purpose is to be a horse. Anything above and beyond that is something we are putting on our horses and it's completely on our shoulders and completely our responsibility to adequately prepare that horse for those purposes, for those expectations. And if they are not meeting that expectation, if they are not meeting that purpose, two things, one, we didn't do our job right, or two, they are just not suited to, or they do not want to fulfill that purpose. And that's okay because their first and um, foremost purpose is again, to be a horse. So they are fulfilling their primary purpose. And then our primary purpose is to be their caregiver. And as a caregiver, taking care of the horse and allowing them to fulfill their primary purpose is going to be the ultimate purpose for us. And that was a lot of purposes back to back, but hopefully that was, um, helpful in preparing the mindset when we go out to work with our horses and helping us build a solid foundation that we can do everything on top of and trying to push aside those labels and those expectations and those frustrations, the things that are going to turn into frustrations and disappointments and ruin that relationship with your horse that are going to make you want to sell that horse and get a new horse that will fulfill this higher expectation that you have. I love to encourage people to work with the horse they have to focus on that relationship with that horse and to not get so fixated on an end goal on something that is primarily about us and what we want and what we want to achieve that we pass around horses that we, you know, we keep a horse for a couple years and then we say they don't fulfill that purpose anymore. They're not teaching us anything anymore that they're not, um, they're not advancing our skills anymore. To be honest, that's just not true. There's so much your horse can teach you. There's so much and it doesn't have to be in the same discipline. Try something new. Do something your horse wants to do. Learn something new. Learn something new with your horse. There's always something your horse can teach you. I don't care how old they are, how young they are, if they're blind, deaf. I mean, especially if they're blind and deaf, they've got a lot to teach you. Um, but be 
content, be happy with that relationship. Remember that this is about the horse. This is about being with that horse, with fulfilling. The purpose here is to have a relationship with the horse. And if that's your foundation, everything else is just extra. Everything else is going to come as it comes and we won't be dissatisfied. We won't be frustrated. We won't be selling horses left and right, changing up like their cars, like we need a newer, fancier, newer model car. These are living beings. These are horses that are meant to be horses that we want a relationship with and we want to do stuff with. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to find out more, head to my website, thewillingequine.com, and I have links to my social media accounts like Instagram and Facebook and YouTube, and I also have a really extensive blog as well as resources on there like books and other podcasts and websites that you can check out to find out more information, and probably one of the best resources I have on my website is my FAQ page, which is under the training drop-down menu, and check that out because if you have any questions about how I train or positive reinforcement training in general for horses, the answer is probably there. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I would love to hear any feedback you have. Perhaps leave a comment or email me. Um, If you have any suggestions for future topics, please send those my way and I look forward to talking with you in the future.